You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never ending assistance in Ramah Pechemish Israel, 5780-2020. This is Parsha's Parsha's Mishpatim. And before we get into the crux of what I want to speak about, which is something which is mentioned in our Parsha, which is the idea of Shemitah, the idea of six years we, we work the ground, seventh year we stop, six days we work, seventh day is Shabbos. Those two concepts are stated one next to the other. They are juxtaposed in our parsha. But before I get to that, I want to just give like an overview of what's going on in our parsha. It's really important to understand because it's easy to miss it. Because when we read the beginning of the parsha, we are reading, we're starting in the middle of a narrative. We're starting in the middle of a story. The Torah told us last week how the Jewish people received the Torah at Mount Sinai. We heard the Ten Commandments. In this week's parsha, we get all these mishpatim, all these different laws, many, many laws have to do with Evid Ivri, have to do with so many different details of human interactions. And then the Torah returns to the narrative of Harsinai and tells us how Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded and the Zikanim and the elders to come to a certain location, to, to, to come up close. And the Jewish people said, Nasev and Ishma, they will receive the Torah. And then Moshe Rabbeinu went onto Mount Sinai for 40 days. That's the end of our parsha. But it's important to understand as the Ramban learns, and the Ibn Ezra, that this is a continuation of the narrative, meaning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu God spoke to the Jewish people at Mount Sinai, then the, the laws were given over there, mishpatim. these are the laws, this is all part of the Divrei Habris, this is all part of the covenant, is these obligations, between man and man, between between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is all part of the bris krusa, the covenant that was made between the Jewish people and God at Mount Sinai. And it was signed, so to speak, when they said, Nasa v'nishma, when they said, we will do and we will listen. It's important to have that understanding of the parsha because it's easy to miss. And uh, with that, I want to jump into the, to the parsha, into the specific laws. You know, as I've mentioned numerous times, Whenever I look around for something to say, whether it's in the Reb Chaim Friedland or Reb Chaim Shmulevitz or in the Psukim, in the Ramban, wherever it is, I'm always looking for something which touches me, which is something I feel like a Kaddish Baruch Hu God is showing me. Because I'm always looking for what is God trying to tell me in my life, in my day-to-day. And I always am trying to find something that pertains to that in the Parsha or in the different form that I look at in order to prepare this Tvar Torah. And the thing that was coming up for me this week very much, already over the last two weeks, was something which I've been reading about. I learn every single day, concepts of Bitachin, in Madrega Adam and another Sefer Bitach Bashem. We have our Bitachin group. Men meet on Sundays, women meet on Tuesdays. And uh, I'm always thinking about the idea of Bitachin. One thing that I read this week in the Madrega Adam and the Altar of Navardic, he says that there's a very interesting thing in the Pesukim. It's not in our Parsha, but it's related over here. We'll read soon from our Parsha. But the Torah tells us the idea of Shemitah. And he tells, and it tells us that there are six years you work. In the sixth year, you get enough. You get triple blessings. It's Yvisius Berchasi. Hashem promises you to get triple blessings in the sixth year that will last and there will be enough food for you for year six, year seven and year eight until you have already started and gotten your crops up and you're receiving the crops. So you have enough, you have a tremendous blessing that comes out when you keep Shemitah. This is a promise. It's an amazing thing I just heard today. 
in a shir from Rosh Hashiva on the topic of Bitochen, from Rabbi Per, that it's an amazing thing. Hashem made a promise. The Jewish people were living with the Beis Hamikdash, first Beis Hamikdash, second Beis Hamikdash, for over 800 years between the two of them. And the Jewish people were keeping Shemitah every seven years. The entire country came to a standstill. He gives a whole description of what happened, you know, about 30 years ago when the Americans sold, I don't know, it was 20 million bushels of wheat to the Russians, whatever. It was a whole thing and it caused a rise in prices. Even though there's 480 million bushels being produced every year in America, but that small amount being missing caused caused a rise in the prices. Can you imagine if the entire country would stop for a year, a full year? And you can't. It's not like one. You know, this part can do it one year. This part does it a different year. The entire country would would stop. Right. So it's a tremendous thing, unbelievable thing, unbelievable mitzvah. No human being could have commanded this. Only Hakadosh Baruch Hu, only God. The one who is in charge of the crops, in charge of the rain, in charge of the produce, could pr- make such a promise. But HaKadosh Baruch who makes this promise. And the Altar of Navari points out that it's important to understand that the Torah says to you, If you're going to say, what am I going to eat in the seventh year? Don't worry, Hashem says, I'm going to give you triple blessings. But he says, when is the person asking this question? When is a person saying, what am I going to eat in, this, in the seventh year? If he's lived through Shemitah, he knows there's triple blessings. Is it only the first time that a person asks this question? And he says that the nature of a person is, this is a very powerful idea, hear this very well, it's important. The nature of a person is that in the first year they're worried, oh my gosh, what's going to be? In Shemitah, in the seventh year, I'm not going to have any money, I need to start putting away now. Oh, so I won't eat my fill right now. I won't, I won't be, uh, I won't use everything that I have now. I'll put away a little bit and I'll save up and I'll be able to have enough for the seventh year. The Altar of says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, don't think that, don't say that. Trust me. Trust me. Don't, don't, I'm going to send you how much you need in the year, in year one. I'm going to send you how much you need in year two. Don't put away extra for year seven. And you will see, if you trust me, you will see that in year six, you'll have a triple blessing. But if you don't trust me, says the Altar of Navardic, in the name of God, so to speak, if you don't trust me, what's going to happen is that you won't have triple blessings in year six. If you put away for yourself, God is your shadow. You're not going to have anything extra in year six. You're just going to have whatever you saved. And you know what? It's going to happen. You're going to get sick of it because you can't always penny pinch. You're not going to be able to do it the next cycle. And you're going to end up not keeping Shemitah at all. That's what the Altar of Navardic says. Now, here's why this thing so profoundly uh, was such a powerful idea for me this week. Well, I found it to be so powerful, and very soon we're going to get to our Parsha. What I found it to be powerful is that often, I have found it to be true, and on the Bitochem meeting we were talking about it, and others have found it to be true, that when a person has a certain goal, let's say, I had a goal which was in my crowdfunding to raise $25,000. Okay, I had a hergish, and perhaps it's because I've seen this to be true in the past. I had a hergish. I had a feeling that by the end, by the by the last day, by that time, which was around Tu B'Shvat, there would be some something would happen, and things would switch over. Something would happen, and it would get it would get there. It would get there. I had a hergish, and someone else who was in the group also described, indeed, how he had done a crowdfunding for his organization, and indeed a similar thing occurred at the last moment and I, it, it made me wonder like what's that about like and with me so it was la- as of as of last Thursday 
the Thursday before the end of the crowdfunding, as of Friday. So I was at about $15,000 of the $25,000 goal. Really, I knew there, were, there was some other stuff coming, but it wasn't. I wasn't there. And then Amatzi Shabbos, Hashem sent me, and I specifically said, Kaddish Baruch Hu, please show me, send me stuff, send me help in a way that's clear that it's not connected to my hishtadlus, not connected to my efforts. And indeed, that's what happened. Amatzi Shabbos, a very generous donor from Germany, gave five thousand dollars, and then on Monday another fifteen hundred dollars. The same person, amazing, amazing. I'm so grateful. But I saw it, and I told her, and I told, and uh, I told the other person who was involved in in bringing this about. I said, you know, I asked Hakadosh Baruch Hu to show me something, and I felt like you guys were his shluchim, you were his his agents. It felt like it was beyond what I had done, beyond his shtadlis, the efforts that I put in, and that's that's the thing. This is this is where I want to go to. This is where I want to get to. An amazing thing. An amazing thing. And you see this in the concept of Shemitah, and you see this parallel concept in the six days of the week, because it's not just Shemitah, but it's supposed to be every single week. Here's the Pesukim in our Parsha, Parsha's Meshpatim, Perchav Gimel, Pasuk Yud. V'sheish shonim tizra esartzecha For six years, you will plant your fields, you'll plant the land, and you'll gather in the tool, you'll gather in the produce. In the seventh year, you got to stop. Interestingly, the poor people will be able to come and take from the fields. Whatever is left will be eaten by the animals. You aren't to touch it. The Torah doesn't give a whole deep explanation of this. It just says the halacha, it just says the law. Next pasuk, right? Okay, we know Shemitah is six six years and the seventh year, so it, it, you know we, we can think about the fact that it parallels the six days of the week and the seventh day, which is Shabbos. But the pasuk doesn't just leave it to our imagination. The pasuk places immediately after that for six days you do your, you do what you do. On the seventh day, don't work. Everyone's got to rest. Your animals rest. Your slaves rest, etc. Okay? Interestingly, immediately after that, Torah tells us, and we'll see if we have time to get to this, it's one Pasuk later, keep these three regalim, keep these three holidays, Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot, the three major holidays on the Jewish calendar, Hopefully we can get to an understanding of why, what the connection is between Shemitah, Shabbos, and the Chagim. But before we get to that, what I want to see, what I want to understand is what is the message here of Shemitah? What is the message and how does it relate to Shabbos? And of course we know, what is the idea of Shabbos? HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world in six days, each week, when we celebrate Shabbos, Besides for all of the side benefits, which is it's nice to be free from our cell phones and it's nice to be free from our social media and it's nice to be free from all of the worries of the world and listening to the news, etc., etc., all the things that are our work, all the things that, you know, make us busy. Besides for that, those are fringe benefits, so to speak. But what is Shabbos about? Shabbos is about a recognition. It's a, a remembrance. We acknowledge that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. In six days, and he rested on the seventh day. 
Now that's obviously also very much connected to what we're talking about here, but how is it connected? What is the idea that we need to remember every single week, every single week? We remember that Hashem created the world in six days and rested on the seventh day. And I would add another layer of, of a, a question. Why did Hashem do it that way? Why did Hashem work, so to speak? Why did Hashem embed into creation that He creates for six days, and then on the seventh day, He steps back, so to speak, and He says, wow, look at this amazing creation that I created. What is the idea that Hashem rests, as it were, on the seventh day? Hashem doesn't need to rest. What is the concept? And I think that the idea is extremely deep, extremely beautiful, and so essential, so important to understand. And it speaks to every single one of us. And, you know, in the Bitochen groups, and in the Bitochen uh, podcasts, so we've spoken about the different levels of Bitochen. The fact that a person can be, according to the altar of Navardic, that you can have absolute Bitochen, without any shtadas, you don't do any efforts, whatever you need just comes to you, if you have absolute, absolute, powerful faith in God. All your needs will be provided for. That's the highest level of Bitochen. According to Rabbi Ramban Rambam, that level is the level of the Nevi'im, of the prophets. According to the Altar of Nevardic, anybody can access that level. But the Altar of Nevardic also talks about Shemitah, and Shemitah is clearly not speaking about somebody who is completely trusting in God. He's doing his own efforts. He's working. He's working the land. He's, he's working his land, but in the seventh year, he has to have Bitachem. He has to have trust, and that's the middle level of Bitachem. That's the middle level of having faith in God. Now, at this level, there's a mistake that people make, and I've mentioned this in the Bitachem podcast, and perhaps I've mentioned it here in the Parsha podcast, but there's a mistake that people make. People think that I need to do every Ishtadlus, I have to put in every effort, and then Hashem, I have to leave the results to God. That's what it sounds like, perhaps even it sounds like that from certain Svarim. And if you read certain Svarim, indeed, it does sound like that. But that's not true in my, in, in my understanding, or certainly not. The middle level, which is the level that's expected really for all of Klal Yisrael, is described right here in the Torah in regards to Shemitah, which is work for six years. On the seventh year, stop, full stop. You will see supernatural blessings. I promise you, says Hashem, you will see supernatural blessings. You will see it in the end. You will not see it in the beginning. You won't get extra in year one to put away. You won't get extra in year two to put away. You won't get extra in year three to put away. Not four, not five. Year six. You'll have to wait to see the extra blessings. And perhaps, you know, in thinking about why that is, it could be in the merit of my showing my faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu showing that I'm not going to put aside, I'm not going to save up now for later. But in the merit of showing that I trust in Hashem, I get extra blessings at the end, in year six. At the last moment, right? at the last moment, that's where the blessings arrive. They arrive there because I trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They arrive there because I have Bitachen. Now this is the level for all of Klal Yisrael. For all time. How do I know that it's not just when we have a mitzvah of Shemitah? First of all, we do have a mitzvah of Shemitah. But how do I know that it's not just them? Because of these psukim. Because it places the mitzvah of Shemitah right next to the mitzvah, not the mitzvah, right next to the concept of Shabbos. That every single week we work for six days and on Shabbos we rest. What is the idea? 
There are people who work seven days a week. There are people who work every single day. They never let go of their of their uh, computer, of their emails, of their work. They work every day. What is the idea here? The idea here is the Torah is telling us embedded in creation, embedded into reality, is a metzius that if you work for six days, but you completely trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that there is a God, a Creator, you will see every single week, every single week, you will get to Friday, and Friday you will have enough for Shabbos. And it's very interesting, the Gemara, there's a Gemara that speaks about Hillel and Shammai, how they would put aside portions, they would put aside a portion special for Shabbos. Shammai, that's what he would do, he would buy something on Sunday, special for Shabbos, and on Monday he would find something nicer. He would, he would eat the first thing and he would set aside the second thing. On, on Tuesday he'd find something even nicer. By Friday he got the nicest thing. And that's what he would eat on Shabbos. But Hillel was, was an even deeper, an even deeper level. What would Hillel do? He wouldn't put anything aside on Sunday. Not Monday, not Tuesday, not Wednesday. Until Friday. On Friday, he would have bitachen, as Rashi explains in the Gemara there, he had bitachen, he had full faith in God that he would get a beautiful thing, the nicest thing that he needs on Friday for Shabbos. And I would say, this is my own pshat, but I would say that in the merit of him having bitachen on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, bang, on Friday, that's where the extra blessings came in. The extra blessing came in because of his, of his bitachen and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, we have to understand Shammai, and as I'm as I'm speaking out this idea, I have a, of an insight into it, but it's not Nagaya for this word. But what is the idea? The idea is that the blessings come in at the end. That's the, na- the, the natural world for someone on our level, our level. The na- not, we're not speaking about the altar in Navardic, who could s- sit in a forest and have and have bitachon. Hashem would send him a candle. There is such a thing, and I know people who live that way. But for the average person, the Torah is speaking to every person and says, you can see blessings, supernatural blessings, and this is how, every week. Trust me. Trust me that you will have enough. Show self-sacrifice. Shabbos is a special day. You don't do any work. You stand back. You stop. This is embedded into creation. When Hashem created the world, He wanted us to see that in the natural world, an amazing thing, it's possible to access the supernatural. Everything builds up. So think about it. In the six days of creation, when was the when was the big day? What was the big day? It was Friday. That's when man came onto the scene. That's when the human being was created and then everything was already there. Everything was all ready for him. Came Shabbos. He had everything that he needed. The whole world was created for man. Man came on the scene last. So too it is with us. Hashem sets up everything for us in our lives. All we need to do is acknowledge it. All we need to do is see it. All we need to do is act upon it. When we keep Shabbos, we are making a statement to ourselves and to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we believe that He's going to provide for us beyond our natural efforts. Because, you know, naturally we should have to work every day in order to provide for ourselves. If you want bread, you got to make the bread. Well, you should have to work on Shabbos. 
When we don't work on Shabbos, we acknowledge and we prove to ourselves and to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we believe that He's going to give us double blessings on Friday, which He does. And just like it was with the man, the man that came in the double portion on Friday, so too it is with us. And so too it is, that's how it was with Shemitah, which was an awesome display of the supernatural coming into the world through their faith. And so too it is every single week we are enjoined to live this way every single week. Not to put in every effort. Not to go to the, to the nth degree in our Ishtadlus. But to say, I'm going to do regular Ishtadlus, regular efforts to reach my goal. Whether my goal is $25,000 or whether my goal is what I need for this week to pay my mashkanta, to pay my mortgage, whatever it is, I'm going to put in reasonable efforts, but I'm only going to do six-sevenths of the efforts. And I'm going to see, because I leave space for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to bring blessings in, that Hashem will bring those blessings to me because of my faith. It's a merit. We gain such a great merit. And of course, we can. there are higher levels. And the higher levels, so a person doesn't have to do perhaps do at first do less effort but the highest level is I don't have to do any efforts that's the level of the man before they got into Eretz Yisrael they were living at an even higher level where they didn't have to do anything they didn't have to work the ground they didn't, the, the, the bread just fell from heaven they received it and even there they saw double blessings on Friday amazing thing even there they needed to remember that it's coming from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. there's supernatural within the supernatural amazing idea but it still holds true till today. It's such a powerful lesson. And it helps us understand, it sometimes seems like, wow, what's going on? You read the stories of Abitachan, there's so many stories of Amuna, and it seems like it's always waiting to the last second. The la- that's always the last minute. That That's when the blessing seems to come. That's when the, the money shows up, so to speak. And I think that this is the idea, this is the reason for it. Because we live in this world, and the Kodesh Baruch does expect us and he has embedded into reality that we need to do a certain amount of hishtadlis. We need to put in a certain amount of efforts. And at the same time, he wants us to see that he's going to provide supernaturally at the end. He's going to give us that jolt at the end so that we can see that he is there. That's the promise. That's the promise of the Torah. The promise of the Torah is, Sheishonim tizras hartzecha, Ashviyaz tishmetena, you in the seventh year, don't do anything, and you'll see HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to take care of you. Six days, you work. Shabbos, take off. And what happens after that? And we have a minute to just mention the idea that Rabbi Chaim Friedlander says, what happens at the end is that we have the Shalish Regalim. What's the idea of the Shalish Regalim, as Rabbi Chaim Friedlander explains in our parsha? The idea is that we come to the base Hamikdash. We leave our homes, we leave our farms, we leave our businesses, we leave our houses where, where everything takes place and we come to the base Hamikdash. We leave all of the sensory perception which brings us to believe, has us believe that we are the ones doing it. We step out of that, we come to the base Hamikdash, to the temple where we have this sense of that who is all there is. And it reminds us to say thank you, to have gratitude, to have deep gratitude to recognize where it's all really from, even the first six days of creation, of course. Where are they from? Of course, we see it more in the, in the triple blessings on day six, or in, in year six. 
But HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to remember where it's from. Hashem wants us to, to, to be reminded and to be makitav, to express our gratitude and our appreciation and our recognition that it's Hashem who's doing it for us. And the blessings at the end show us that really everything before that was also Him. So it's an amazing, powerful lesson that we see from the concept of Shemitah, from the concept of Shabbos itself, is a, is a weekly reminder that this is what was embedded into reality, that you can expect a miracle. You can expect extra blessings in your life. All you need to do is leave space every week. It's called Shabbos. Leave space for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to send those blessings, and you will see those blessings all the time, and you'll be able to learn that each and every person, all of the efforts that they put in, really, the results are completely in, uh, you know, independent of their efforts and dependent on Hashem. So I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us to recognize this idea, to be able to live by this ideal, to be able to see the blessings in our lives that are beyond what we could possibly do ourselves and realize that everything, everything is from Him. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.